Thanks for downloading this show from PC1. Before we get rolling, here's a word from one of the folks who helped bring you this podcast. The following program is a podcast1.com production. It's great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show where it's all about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so that you can save more, spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our web address. ClarkDeals.com. You like to save money? That's what Clark Deals is about, as we tell you the latest, greatest deals available to stretch your wallet. Coming up in 20 minutes, we're going to talk about somebody trying to scam you out of the money in your wallet. Do you know there's been a plague of people using GoFundMe pages to scam people? Absolutely a Clark Rage. I'm going to fill you in on what you need to look at before you give in give money to something because it reaches your heart. How to protect your heart and your wallet at the same time in 20 minutes. And later this hour, man, this is amazing. Someone facing paralysis and near certain death was saved by 3D printed parts that were implanted into her body. I'm going to tell you how it works and how it's something that may in fact improve your life or save your life someday. And remember, that's just a half hour away. Right now, I want to talk about something that is quite upsetting to me And that is one of the big full commission stockbrokers, of which there are two huge ones remaining, Merrill Lynch and Morgan Stanley. One of the two, as of today, no longer allows, let me tell you, repeat that, no longer allows its customers to buy Vanguard mutual funds and index funds. Now, here you have funds that are the lowest cost out there, pretty much. And Morgan Stanley, mysteriously, will not allow its customers to own them. Now, there's a dirty little secret you need to know if you do commission do business with a full commission stockbroker and certain others in the financial industry, they get kickbacks from companies when you buy investments in those mutual funds or index funds or whatever, Vanguard, because it's a co-op, will not pay kickbacks. Morgan Stanley says, oh, it has nothing to do with the kickbacks that we're getting rid of Vanguard. Well, gosh, what does it have to do with? Because Vanguard offers the best lineup of funds They're available in the world. They're the second largest financial organization now in the world. And I don't know there could be any other explanation than that they won't pay kickbacks. But what you need to know is you need to understand that if you do business with an insurance company, a full commission stockbroker, You are not from either. I was talking about those. I just made it sound like they were one thing. They're two different things. 
They are not doing what's in your best interest. That's not how they're structured. It's not how they're organized. They are sales organizations. And you pay extremely high fees. And you do business with somebody who is not set up to put you first. You put yourself, your wallet, and your future at risk. So beware and be wary and know that a full commission stock brokerage is not, is not, does not, will not put you first. When you work hard for your money, you put money aside that you could spend, but instead you save it for your future. You invest it for your future. You should feel comfortable and confident that the organization or individual you're investing in with is working for you and putting your interests first and trying to get your money to grow. And instead of saying who you shouldn't do business with, I've taken the opposite approach. And I keep adding to the information I have at Clark.com about how you can pick somebody who is looking out for you first. For different kinds of investors, I've divided it out. And be wary and be careful if you, because of a long-standing relationship with somebody or whatever, that you are with a full commission stock brokerage. Because even if that individual is a great guy or great woman, you've got to understand that they work in an organization that is culturally set up not to be looking out for your best interest. That's not what they do. To give you more proof of that, there's a story in today's Wall Street Journal by a reporter there named Andrea Fuller. And Andrea does her investing with a full commission stockbroker. She won't say who. And Andrea decides, wouldn't it be a great idea, since I write about all this stuff, to know what I'm actually paying for my investments? She sets off on an incredibly frustrating quest with phone call after phone call trying to find out what she's actually paying. And her story is pages and pages long about how no one wanted to tell her and people kept giving her wrong information that she was paying substantially less than she actually is. And when she asked, well, how do I find out what I'm paying? She was told various versions that she couldn't find out. This is the core and key of the problem when you do business with a full commission stock brokerage. They're charging you so much They don't want you to know, and I do. Ben is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Ben. Hi, Clark. Thanks for having me on. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, Ben. And you have a warning for people. Is that right? 
That is right. I had a Clark Regis experience with a major car rental agency, and since it's something I've heard you talk about before, I just wanted to add my data point to help other listeners keep alert. I rented the car and uh, got what uh, initially seemed to be a very attractive rate, and everything seemed to be going smoothly, but when I got the emailed final receipt after returning the car, I saw that they had added insurance charges exceeding the initial entire cost of my rental, which was surprising because I was looking at my insurance, uh, my rental contract, where I had clearly signed an initial each of the relevant boxes to decline all coverage, and I had told the rep that I didn't want any coverage as I had it through my credit card. So I know you, I've heard you talk about this before. I was finally able to reach the manager who simply wrote back saying, I'm sorry you were dissatisfied with all the insurance you requested. Uh, <laughs> the insurance you requested? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, as a courtesy, I'll re- refund those charges. All right, but so this has been, you- I'm glad you're calling about this, Ben, because I'm reading that this has become a plague over the last few months. The car rental industry is suffering losses of business to Uber and Lyft, and they're having trouble keeping their revenue up as a result, because a lot of times people who may have rented a car in the past on a trip are now getting around by Uber and Lyft instead. And the car rental companies, you know, they got those fleets, they got all that overhead, and there's been a huge increase in the number of people complaining about being charged for things they didn't want with their car rental. And Ben, you were in a good position because you had actual paperwork where you had show, where you could show, you know, I had declined, 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 right? Yes. More and more when you rent a car, you're signing on an electronic screen and they'll they'll say sign here, initial here, sign here, and you're not seeing what you're agreeing to, and even worse, they don't even print it out for you. That's what I was afraid of, yes. So you had an actual copy. Think about if you hadn't had a copy, and instead they had played funny stuff and had checked yes to all these things you didn't want and said, sign here, initial here, initial here, sign here, and they would have had your electronic signature saying you did want all those things. Well, that's right, and I think it's only because I had the paper contract that I was able to get my final resolution where I was not satisfied with them simply refunding these bogus charges. So I went down to my local branch, which they're always much more helpful, and I said, you know what, Uh, this is not fair. I want you guys to lose money on this uh, rental. I want you to refund my entire rental charges. And they did it without batting an eye, so it seemed to me maybe they weren't that surprised to encounter this problem. Well, I appreciate you sharing this story, especially because we're moving in, you know, as we move close to Memorial Day, we're moving in the time of year that a lot of people, the only time they ever rent a car all year is for a summer vacation, and you got to be on your guard, and good for you that you paid attention, and then were a good advocate for yourself. Thanks, Clark. You keep spreading the good word. Appreciate all you do and your team. Well, thank you. You just did spread the word. And I want to talk to you about this a little more. If you don't normally rent cars, I rent about 30 cars a year, so I've seen every trick of the trade there is. If you don't normally rent cars, know these things. 
Number one, contact your own automobile insurer before you take a trip to see if you're covered for temporary use of a rental car. Number two, there will be expenses if you are in any kind of incident in a rental car, there will be expenses for which your auto insurance won't cover you. But you may have a credit card in your wallet that will. So whatever your own automobile insurance doesn't cover, which most will cover like you're in your own car, your credit card can cover the remainder. Next thing, you'll be pushed to take an option where you buy a tank of fuel from the rental car company before you go. Don't do it. It's much cheaper for you to fill up a rental car yourself before you return it. Number three, walk around your rental car before you take your trip, before you leave the rental plaza, and if you see anything wrong with the car at all, take pictures with your cell phone, and when you go to the booth where they check your driver's license against the contract and all that, at that point you have them note the damage that you found and you've got the physical uh, the picture as well of the physical damage and then on the issue we just talked about with ben about making sure that you are not charged for things you did not purchase if you are looking at one of those electronic screens slow them down and say you need to see where it's marked that you declined all those insurance things because remember, you're then initialing and signing something. you got to know that you're getting what you expect to have. Here on the Clark Howard Show, it's so important to me that you, when you are being generous, when you're giving money somewhere, that your money actually goes to good works. And every holiday season, every time Thanksgiving rolling into Christmas, I talk about how to make sure that when you're being solicited, it's a legitimate charity. But there's a new wrinkle on people getting conned that is one that is incredible, and it's absolutely Clark Rages. Scams, ripoffs, outrages. It's a Clark Rages moment. So the newest stinker is people pretending they have cancer so they can get money on a GoFundMe page. The latest person busted was somebody in Alabama who's been charged for setting up two GoFundMe pages to steal money from people for supposed medical treatment for cancer. And the woman was identified on her GoFundMe pages as having terminal cancer wasn't true at all. And there was even a woman who, from the Midwest, who went on Dr. Phil and talked about her cancer that turned out to be fake as just a way to get money from people. I need you to know that when you see a GoFundMe page or any equivalent, if you don't know the individuals involved, Please take additional steps, whatever you need to, to verify the story, the backstory behind the GoFundMe page. We as Americans are the most generous people on earth. And I want you to make sure 
that when you are generous with someone else, that that generosity is not betrayed, that your trust is not broken. Because it means the next time there's a real legitimate need, you may be less likely able to give. Or you may just be less willing to give because you got burned before. So the best is when someone you know or know of in your community, in your kid's school, or in your religious congregation, or whatever, when someone is stricken with an illness or a special need, and there's a fundraising campaign to support them, or uh, events to raise funds for them, that you give where you know the person or know of the person, and the need is truly legit. But be wary and be careful. Just because you see something on Facebook, no way does it mean it's true. I want your hard-earned money to go to legitimate causes and persons in legitimate need. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans proudly supports this podcast. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, it's important to work with someone you can trust, someone who's got your best interests in mind. And with Rocket Mortgage, you'll get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Don't waste time searching through stacks of paperwork. With Rocket Mortgage, you can securely share your financial info to get a mortgage approval in just minutes. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure that you get the mortgage solution that's right for you. So whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance your existing mortgage, you can lift the burden of getting a home loan with Rocket Mortgage. Skip the bank. Skip the waiting. Go completely online at quickenloans.com slash save. That's quickenloans.com slash S-A-V-E. Let Rocket Mortgage help you get the exact mortgage solution that you need. Go to quickenloans.com slash save. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Glad you've joined us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so that you can take better control of your wallet and your financial future. My goal is to help you keep more of what you make. Clark.com is the web address. You can follow me at Facebook.com slash Clark Howard. And when you have a question for me, Clark.com slash ask. I got a story for you that has been widely reported generally around the world, not much in the United States. But a woman in India, as something that happened to her after having tuberculosis, developed a severe disease in her spine. The medicine that she was taking, apparently, for her tuberculosis ended up causing extreme damage to several of her vertebrae. And she was becoming paralyzed and was facing, apparently, certain death. And she had damage to her vertebrae that could not be easily repaired, could not be fixed using traditional methods of surgery. And what the surgeons did instead was they used a 3D printing technology to make new vertebrae out of titanium. 
and they were made to be precise, exact, because everybody's body is a little different, to be a perfect replica of her damaged vertebra. And they were implanted, and she is now able to stand and walk normally again. So one of the first times it's ever been done in the world, it's been done in Australia. This was done, obviously, in India. And there have been a couple of other of these. Her pain's gone, and her life was saved. It is the most phenomenal thing was coming to medicine from 3D printing. Years ago, I shared with you how 3D printed limbs for children who've suffered an amputation, how 3D printed limbs were changing the lives of children completely because Traditional artificial limbs cost tens of thousands of dollars, and 3D printed ones can cost as little as $25. And as kids grow, they can just get a new $25 limb that grows with them. And this change coming, and I don't want to make it sound like this is something for anybody with damage in their spine well now it's all solved and all you need is a 3d printed this that or the other and you're going to be perfect again because it wouldn't be a big news story around the world if it hadn't been so unusual and that it worked but the reality is over the next few years there are so many situations where 3D printing will be used. I mentioned briefly about a month ago about how this is starting to play a role with knee replacements. We're using 3D printing technology and a perfect knee replacement can be made for you and it's experimental at this point. But I think it'll be mainstream in the next few years. So if you have something that you're told There's nothing else we can do. There's no way we can help you, or we've done the best we can. So often in medicine, forget all the craziness on the Internet, but so often in medicine there are people at the cutting edge that are doing things that, again, are experimental. And you don't know most end up as dead ends. But you don't know many times... It truly will be the difference between life and death. Cars is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Great, thank you. You have a question for me that is so thoughtful and so smart. What is it? Uh, About a while back, about a year ago, I was looking at 23andMe. And I really wanted to do the uh, the health testing, but I kind of thought, you know, what was what were the security measures they took, and what was in the, the uh, terms and conditions as to what they could do with the information. And instead of doing my due diligence, I just forgot about it. But then I found your show, and I figured I'd ask you: Do you know of uh, any way that they'd be able to maybe sell that information to insurance companies, or 
if it's possible for that insurance to there for that information to leak to insurance companies or anything like that. So there are any of a number of concerns out there involving insurance companies using DNA analysis of you. And I talked about one recently about insurance companies using artificial intelligence to decide yay or nay on whether they want to insure you. And so this issue, I'm looking, I just pulled up a Google search on insurance companies using DNA. And the first story I saw as I'm scanning here is from 2007 that people were already concerned about what insurance companies might do with access to information about your individual DNA. And as far as 23andMe, their terms of service, and I read them because I I did 23andMe, unless I misunderstood what I read, the information that they have on me could be used for general research purposes if I permitted, but would not be shared with other organizations. And what I found when I did the 23andMe test was really great. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different things that potentially I could pass on to my children. And in my case, I was 0-4. None of those things do I have to worry about that I'm going to be the cause of my kids having something awful. Well, that's great. And then the newest version of 23andMe, that's the one that came out after I did it, now will tell you um, what your risk factors are for developing certain serious illnesses based on your DNA. So I don't have that knowledge, but if you buy a 23andMe kit now, you would have the knowledge that I don't. That's great. You know what else you're going to find out? What's that? They'll also throw in, it's like, here's more. The Ginzu knife, too. They also will will give you where you're from, you know, where all your ancestors are from, kind of like Ancestry.com does. And yeah. so you'll see, you know, you may have been told all through the years that your family is from blah, blah, blah country or whatever. And you'll find out with near certainty where you're actually from, what all makes you up. Well, I think you're convincing me to do it. I think it's fun. I mean, the spitting is kind of gross that you have to do for the kit. But other than that, it's just biding your time till they send you the info. All right, then. All right. Best to you. And this issue of insurance companies, uh, gosh, that is something where the science may be getting ahead of the laws, and who knows what insurance companies would want to do to be able to assess risk. Leslie's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Leslie. How are you doing today? Not too bad in yourself. Great. Thank you. Um, I've been interested in going back to school. I do have a four-year degree already, but I'm looking for a more challenging career. What did you get your degree in? Political science. You know, that was my undergraduate degree. (laughs) It was great in the beginning, but now just the job. I live in Florida, and it's just not around here. And so I was going to get your advice on how to finance going back to school. 
Well, let's talk instead. What is it you're going to do? What is it you're interested in that you think you want to do as a career? Because what you're telling me is you feel underemployed right now. Oh, definitely. I was making 15000 a year last year. Now I make twenty, And so I'm looking for a job possibly either in HR or in the medical field, but on the admin side. Okay, so medical, because of an aging population, is a very, very fast-growing part of our economy, and it represents nearly 20% of the U.S. economy now. Wow. So that is an area with potential growth. But the... The big growth in medicine is in direct service delivery. In other words, being doctor, nurse, um, medical tech, uh, lab tech, anything involving patient care directly or indirectly. And that's not your thing and not your interest. I guess maybe more patient care, more than a nurse, more of a tech probably. Okay. I just... I'm looking for a little bit more short-term. I don't want to go back to school for an additional four more years either. Well, if you do grad school, depending on where you go, a master's program will be 12, 18, or 24 months. Yes. And if you go to a state school in Florida, you know, with the way Florida has structured its campuses, if you go to one of the state college system schools, you should be able to hold down the tuition by an enormous amount. Do you know of a good, I guess, grant or financial um, provider who would help with someone who makes basically close to minimum wage that could assist in financial assistance with schooling? Well, so really all there is is your ability with grad plus loans to borrow basically an unlimited sum of money. Yeah. And that means that you may make more money after you get your master's, but you're going to have to overcome the amount of money you're borrowing. Have you uh, focused on a specific graduate program? I haven't. I guess it's just every time I look at continuing school, I just see the dollar amount. And yeah, and that's why that's why uh, Florida in particular, along with Texas, offers you the ability to... to get an education, or in your case, a grad school degree, at not a huge amount of money. And I would really take the time to not just look at a degree program, but focus as much as you can on a specific school where you can hold down the cost of that graduate degree as much as possible. But as far as grants or anything like that, because you're earning at a low wage right now, that's not really part of the picture. Okay. But I do want you to know something. You said last year you were earning 15, this year you're earning 20. The great news, I'm going to talk about this more next hour, is that wage rates around the country are now starting to move up after years of wages being very, very depressed. But because employment numbers have picked up, wages are also picking up. And as part of this process of you evaluating what you're going to do next in terms of education, you might also find, even though you've been discouraged with the employment picture, it may have improved for you. And I would go shop your talents 
and see if you can get something that pays you more in addition to if you decide to go to grad school. Because there may be more opportunity today than you realize, even with a degree in poli-sci. Stacy is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Stacy. How are you doing? Hi, Clark. I'm, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good, thank you. Stacy. Um, you have a really brilliant idea you want to ask me about. I do. Um, first of all, I want to say I love your show and your tips have helped me save lots of money, lots of time. Oh, thank you. Um, you're welcome. No, thank you. Um, yeah, I found this app. Um, I have a new car and I'm on a very limited income monthly, month to month. And this app that I found is supposed to, uh, like diagnose your car before you take it into a mechanic and um, you know, it costs a lot to take it into a mechanic to just diagnose your car. So I was wondering if that was for real. Yeah, so are we talking about fixed? Is that yes. the one you looked at? Yes. All right, F-I-X-D it's spelled. So the fixed is a device and it's an app for iPhone or Android, and it plugs into that place underneath your dash where they can do emissions and things like that as well to an emissions check on your car and so they're able to look for um, codes of things that your car's computer may say are a problem and so you're able to if you take the car in you're able to say well i've got code number whatever which is so and so my car supposedly is having a problem with i don't know the cylinders or i don't know uh, I'm I'm so mechanically dumb. I don't even know how to phrase what I'm trying to say, Stacy. But fixed allows you to run your own simple diagnostics on your car. You also I don't know if you knew this, but a lot of the auto parts stores will do that kind of thing for you for free, where you can go to one of them and uh, one of the people behind the counter will come out and plug in to that. Uh, place under your dash and they'll be able to tell you the similar kind of stuff oh i didn't know that so fixed you pay 60 bucks for the device and then the app and the use of it is free oh it wouldn't mess up like any of my computer systems messes up nothing none of the it's all set up in your car to be able to read it like that. I remember when I was at CES last year, there was a company showing a technology where they plugged into that port for companies to be able to track how their truck drivers were driving. They could see if they were you know, delivery drivers, if they were driving too fast, and uh, if they were where they said they were, and stuff like that. And so that port gives so many pieces of information with something like Fix, though, you know, it's young in the process, and I just have no idea if it's really far enough along that it's time for you to buy one and use it. Okay, so I probably won't do it, but now that I know I can do it, probably free at one of the other places. Yeah, if you have an, uh, there are auto parts stores all around, and I don't know if all of them do it today, but it's a common thing. They will run codes for you, and you can try that first. 
This is Norman Lear with my great sidekick, Paul Hip. Good to be here with you, Norman, on All of the Above. That's the name of my podcast, All of the Above. And uh, it's called All of the Above because we're going to talk about All of the Above. There isn't anything sacrosanct. There's nothing too above us or uh, below or us. Or below us. Well, certainly nothing too below us. But we have had guests you cannot believe. Yeah. Guests. Julie Dewey Dreyfus, amazing. Yes. And America Ferrara. Jared Carmichael. Yes. Oh, Amy Poehler. How did we overlook? We didn't overlook Amy Poehler. I was saving her for last. And Charles Barkley, I was saving him for first, actually, because I didn't declare her first. I get to hang out with this guy. And this is your chance to hang out with Norman Lear a little bit here and some of these great guests. God, I wish I was you hanging out with Norman Lear. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a gun. See? That must be exciting. It's the yeah. best. He's, oh. I'm telling you. Don't miss all of the above with Norman Lear. Download new episodes every week on the Podcast One app or subscribe at podcastone.com. Okay, you're a human, which means you've done laundry some point in your life. And you know what a hassle it can be separating the laundry, preparing, doing multiple loads? It's not fun. Well, Home Depot might have a solution that makes it easy, really. They have the new Samsung Flex Wash and Flex Dry Washer and Dryer Pair. These innovative appliances are the first ever to allow you to wash two loads and dry two loads of laundry at the same time in the same machine. So when you do the laundry, you don't have to mix different colors and fabrics together and destroy your clothes. Flex Wash integrates a large capacity lower washer for everyday washes and then an additional washer for separate colors and delicates. And the Flex Dry integrates a large tumble dryer for everyday items and a flat dryer for your delicates. You wash one load, you dry one load, everything's done. And both the washer and dryer have a number of innovative features that make laundry super easy. Like the Flex Wash offers a steam wash option for removing stains and a self-clean to keep the water odor-free. And Flex Dry features multi-steam to steam away odors and wrinkles, while Sensor Dry optimizes drying temperatures to avoid damage to your clothes. It's technology you can really appreciate. And both are Wi-Fi connected, which allows you to set and start the machines and receive alerts when a load is finished. Together, the Flex Wash and Flex Dry offer the ultimate flexibility to provide the best possible care for your clothes. So get to Home Depot now and check them out. The Samsung Flex Wash and Flex Dry Washer and Dryer Pair. Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. Coming up in a half hour, social media can make you miserable. I need to tell you some stuff. You need to know that what you see from people online is not necessarily really what's going on. Clark.com is what's going on. That's our website And I'm so proud of our web team that gives you up-to-the-minute information for your wallet and ways to avoid getting ripped off each and every day. Clark.com slash ask, where you can post a question for me. I want to talk right now about something I alluded to just last hour when I was talking to the young lady who has an undergraduate degree in political science. She's thinking of going back to grad school, isn't quite sure what she would study in grad school and wants to know about how to handle the cost of it. And one of the things I said to her, and I want to emphasize now, is that the job market is so greatly improved. The unemployment rate in the country, the headline unemployment rate, is now down to 4.4%. But if you're a longtime listener, you know the only unemployment rate 
that I pay attention to is U6. U6 is at 8 point something percent. Let's just call it 8.5 percent. And U6 is a far more accurate measurement of what's going on with employment because it accounts for people who are underemployed, people that are involuntary part-time, and people who gave up looking for work, who are normally not counted in the headline unemployment rate. Now, that 8% number is a gigantic improvement because at one time, earlier this decade, one in every six Americans was either underemployed, involuntary part-time, or had flat given up even looking for a job. You know, the, the improvement in that score is dramatic. And employers, as I've mentioned for the last year, in so many job categories, employers are absolutely begging for workers. And in more and more cases, employers are getting smart and either working with local community colleges or working with technical schools, state-supported technical colleges, to have co-op programs where people go to school and work for the company and get new skills that they can put to work for the job categories that the companies are desperately looking for workers. In some cases, companies are training workers themselves for new skills. And if you feel you are underemployed, you're dead-ended, you're working part-time when you want to work full-time, know that you don't have to be stuck in that, that the job market is so positive right now and the opportunities so frequent that it's just a matter of getting out there and finding what will work for you that also works for an employer because they need you. And I know lately there's been a lot of Debbie Downer about the mass layoffs going on in retail. Well, I saw in a Barron's Magazine article that in spite of all the reporting, overall employment in traditional retail stores is actually up, not down. It's what's known as sector rotation, and that you know this company or that company are failing, closing stores, laying off people. At the same time, others are doing well and adding locations and adding employees. So... A lot of times what you hear reported as headlines are not an accurate reflection of what's actually going on out there. Because when I talk to people who own businesses, all I keep hearing from them is what a hard time they're having finding workers. Somebody's got a good opportunity out there. You find them. You get that job. Shauna's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Shauna. Hi, how are you? Great, thank you, Shauna. You have a warning for your fellow listener. I do. So we recently moved into our house, and we are trying to get new appliances. So we took pictures of our old appliances and posted them up on Craigslist, and um, I received a text message, and it was a very normal text message. The lady's name was 
supposedly Bianca, and she was a Delta flight attendant, and she wanted to buy my appliances. She's very normal, very easy conversation. Uh, and she said, you know, because I travel a lot, I have to pay a moving company to come get the appliances. Can I pay you using PayPal? And I use PayPal all the time. It's very secure. So I was happy about that. I said, absolutely. And so she said, great. What's your email so I can, you know, send you the money? And I gave it to her and she said, okay, you should have gotten an email with a confirmation. And then that's where it got weird because she was like, check your spam, check your trash. Sometimes it goes there. And I use PayPal all the time and it never goes to spam or trash. Right. And so I got this email and it was completely branded PayPal. It said PayPal at transaction alert. And that's, it was weird. It said, hey, this person that you're buying stuff from has elected to hire movers, therefore, they're paying an additional $600 so that you can Western Union the money to the moving company. <laughs> but don't fret. We took the money from her. It's totally safe. And as soon as you send us a confirmation of the $600 being Western Union, we will give you the $1,500. Red alert. Red alert. That's what would happen to your $600. Exactly. And so I was like, this is the strangest thing. And so then I get another email right away. Hey, this is PayPal. My name is Robert. I'm here to get you through this transaction. Oh, boy. We have started a new security system to ensure that your money is safe. Please know that you have that money. Make sure to Western Union it. And so I picked up the phone. And I called PayPal, and they were like, please don't pay this. This is a scam. Um, but it was scary because anybody else would have just not knowing probably would have paid it. And, you know, if, you, if you've if you ever looked at Craigslist's guide to uh, avoiding scams, number one thing they have, bold and then in yellow, deal locally face-to-face. Follow this one rule and avoid 99% of scam attempts. Then number three says, never wire funds, e.g. Western Union. Anyone who asks you to do this is a scammer. And, and it deals with so many of the things that that you brought up. And, the, oh, here's another one. Beware offers involving shipping. Mm-hmm. So, That's exactly what this one was, was, hey, I need to have a shipping company come and yep. get it because I'm an, a flight attendant. Yeah, so first of all, anybody who buys something without coming to check it out when they're buying something used, I would say that they either have a few screws loose or they're trying to con you. And we can't speak to whether this person pretending to be a Delta flight attendant has screws loose, but we do know that they were trying to scam you. Mm-hmm. And well, do you and know they weren't they what? they weren't a flight attendant or anything like that? That's just a fake backstory. Mm-hmm. That was totally a fake backstory. The sad thing was, is once I realized it was a scam, and I said, "This is a scam. Please leave me alone." I received five other text messages from five other numbers trying to pull the same scam. Oh. So has anybody actually come to buy your old appliances yet? No, they're still for sale. <laughs> okay, I have a suggestion for you. I will take it. All right. All over America, there are local Facebook trading groups that have started up. 
And so for the neighborhood you're in, there's likely a neighborhood Facebook group. And if you list things in your neighborhood, you're going to only attract somebody who's local in your neighborhood, a real neighbor, or maybe a neighborhood away or two, and you'll legitimately get rid of your stuff. Yeah, I'm going to have to try that. So Craigslist does, I mean, a lot of people use Craigslist with great success. Unfortunately, the scammers have infested it like a pack of locusts. Karen is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Karen. Hi, Clark. I am so excited to get to talk to you. Well, it's great to have you here. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm also excited about something else. There's going to be the total solar eclipse coming up this summer. And I'm wondering, where can we get eye protection glasses that provide, you know, true protection and are at a good price? All right, so NASA has put out a briefing for the solar eclipse coming and with information about what you want to make sure you get in eyewear. Yeah. And the eye protection you're going to need should cost like a dollar a person. Okay, I thought those were just, you know, cheap rip-off things. Well, as long as they have proper certification... And there are two different certifications that these things can have. Yes, what? Tell you me. Should, you should be just fine. They're ISO and CE certified. Okay, CE, okay. And they come, these are things like, have you ever had your eyes dilated? Yes. All right, they look like those kind of things. You know, they're paper glasses that you wear just on your face or over your regular glasses. Okay. And as we get closer to the solar eclipse, they'll be very widely available. You can probably find them already at places like Amazon. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, just expect that to pay about a dollar. Okay. Yeah, I had had gone online and found them like a $1 for a pack of five, all the way up to $30 a piece. So I didn't know which way to go. Well, the $1 for a pack of five, those may be counterfeits. Oh. (laughs) I don't know if those are really going to be ISO and CE certified, but uh, if you go to a a mainline seller like a traditional retail store, you buy them online from a legit online seller, I think you'll find the real stuff. Okay. Thank you very much. I'm sure. Enjoy it. And and share with your fellow listener when is the solar eclipse this summer? This is going to be August twenty first in mid morning, and there is a path of total eclipse, and it goes right over my state where I live. So I'm where do you live that it's going over your state total eclipse? I live in Oregon. So you get the full meal deal. Yes, I do, and won't have to travel for it. It's just going to be so exciting. Well, I remember, gosh, how long ago was it we had the last total eclipse, solar eclipse? I wouldn't know, but I looked up how many more are coming because I was thinking, do I want to get glasses that I could save? And they're they're fairly frequent. Yeah, because I've seen one, I don't remember how long ago it was, it was a long time ago, and it really is crazy to experience that, but... Um, you do want to be careful with the eye protection because you do not want to fry your eyes. 
Jim joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Jim. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Clark. Thanks for having me, having me on. Sure. You want to talk about what you experienced when you went to a bank recently. That's correct. You advised me to go look for a line of credit rather than opening multiple accounts at a variety of different vendors. And when I got to the bank, the bank talked me, wanted to talk me out of the credit line saying they started at $50,000 and that it would be cheaper for me to get a credit card. They said, go get a credit card. But I have avoided credit cards like the plague. So I don't know. Well, actually, that it, that's fine because if you're trying to uh, handle cash flow for a business and uh, and buy services and products different places, using a credit card would be a fine way to do it and may be much less hassle than you'd have with opening a line of credit. Is there a particular card that would be the best to look for? I know American Express has been trying to get me to take their card on I don't know how many times and I just keep uh, just throwing their throwing their stuff away. Well, the question comes. The answer to that question comes from this: Is your charge pattern going to be one where you're going to be using the credit card as a way to borrow money, or is just a payment form and you'll pay the bill in full each month, or will you use it as a way to handle cash flow ups and downs and run a balance? Yeah, that. Well, I don't. I hopefully wouldn't run it. Run a. Uh run a balance, to be honest with you, to the best of my ability, I would pay it off monthly, but uh, the companies I work with are typically, they pay me within two, two, two weeks to 30 days, so they try to pay me within 30 days, and sometimes uh, there is a little bit of a cash flow crunch, and that was the reason for uh, taking a look at this, so that I sure. could get a, you know, stay ahead of the game. All right, because you're really talking about two different things, and I know this is weird, but you actually might be served better by having two different uh, credit cards because if you know you're laying money out and it's for a vendor that tends to pay you very quickly, using a reward card where you would get uh, cash back or you'd get miles or free hotel stays or free gasoline or whatever the reward would be that you'd be interested in would be great when you know you're going to net money back from the vendor quick enough to pay the bill in full. On the other hand, if you know there are people who tend to pay more slowly and you might end up having to carry a balance, there are credit cards available now that charge extremely low interest rates in the range of 7 8% right in there. And so it would be much better for you when you're running a balance to use a card that uh, that has an extremely low rate. The problem with reward cards is reward cards tend to have extremely high interest rates when you are carrying a balance. So that's a twist is two cards, not one. Okay, you're a human, which means you've done laundry some point in your life. And you know what a hassle it can be separating the laundry, preparing, doing multiple loads? It's not fun. Well, Home Depot might have a solution that makes it easy, really. They have the new Samsung Flex Wash and Flex Dry Washer and Dryer Pair. These innovative appliances are the first ever to allow you to wash two loads and dry two loads of laundry at the same time in the same machine. So when you do the laundry, you don't have to mix different colors and fabrics together and destroy your clothes. 
FlexWash integrates a large-capacity lower washer for everyday washes and then an additional washer for separate colors and delicates. And the Flex Dry integrates a large tumble dryer for everyday items and a flat dryer for your delicates. You wash one load, you dry one load, everything's done. And both the washer and dryer have a number of innovative features that make laundry super easy. Like the Flex Wash offers a steam wash option for removing stains and a self-clean to keep the water odor-free. And Flex Dry features multi-steam to steam away odors and wrinkles, while Sensor Dry optimizes drying temperatures to avoid damage to your clothes. It's technology you can really appreciate. And both are Wi-Fi connected, which allows you to set and start the machines and receive alerts when a load is finished. Together, the Flex Wash and Flex Dry offer the ultimate flexibility to provide the best possible care for your clothes. So get to Home Depot now and check them out. The Samsung Flex Wash and Flex Dry washer and dryer pair. Stay tuned for 60 seconds of AP News headlines right after this podcast. I'm so glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show where it's about you and your wallet. Want you to learn ideas from me so you can save more and spend less. And please don't ever let anybody rip you off. Clark.com is our web address. Clarkdeals.com where you find the deals. So just minutes ago, I was talking about uh, how Facebook could be your friend when you're trying to buy or sell something. And I've shared with you before on the air that my wife and my adult daughter both use Facebook neighborhood pages to buy things and sell things. And just a couple of days ago, my wife and I drove to a house not too far from us because she bought a dress that somebody was selling used on one of the neighborhood Facebook pages. And I think Lane paid $20 for it. And it looks great. Fits her perfectly. And, I mean, how neat is that? And so you have this ability to deal with knowns instead of unknowns dealing in your own community. And Facebook has so many positive aspects to it. But Facebook and other social media, in other ways, are psyching us out. And I read a really cute essay in the Sunday New York Times about how people are allowing social media to make them miserable. And do you know why? Because they see what other people are posting and the pictures and what they say, and they think, gosh, I'm such a loser. I'm not doing any exciting things, and look at what they're up to. But if you deep dive, you'll see that people post only the things that seem exciting, the things that uh, have cachet to them, the things that make them look in a good light. They're not posting the drudgery of daily life or the things that aren't going so well in their lives. Listen to this stat. People who drive a fancy car are two and a half times more likely to post a picture of their fancy car and talk about their fancy car on Facebook than people who drive just a regular car. And it's not at all unusual that people 
create a vision of themselves that makes you think they're really living large when they're not. That they're at the fanciest restaurants, staying at the fanciest hotels, blah, blah, blah. This is one that I love. Americans spend six times more time cleaning dishes as they do playing golf, but they're twice as likely to post golf pictures than they're ever going to post that they're doing dishes. So who would ever tweet? This is based on Twitter. Who would ever tweet that, hey, I'm doing the dishes right now? That's like those people who tweet everything. Well, I got up at 7.38 this morning and I yawned a couple of times and then I went and brushed my teeth. I mean, come on. Nobody needs to know that you got up and brushed your teeth or whatever it is. <laughs> I just want you to know that it's like when you go to a reunion, high school reunion, college reunion, whatever. And when you go to high school or college reunions, the first 20 years out from school, everybody wants to show off to everybody else. Older than that, nobody cares about showing off. But but up into your probably early 40s, people want to put on a show of success. And who cares? You know, the only one you have to be happy with is yourself. And when you get into comparing yourself, there's an old, old historical reference. Joel, who loves baseball... More than life itself, right? Close. Close to that. Well, you know the expression, don't look back. No. Don't look back because you'll see who's gaining on you. No. Like so, when you're rounding third base, heading Satchel home. Page. Uh, oh, he he could throw the ball, couldn't he? Yeah. So you did know the who that was, but you didn't know the historical reference. Yep. Yeah. You know, you can drive yourself crazy comparing yourself to other people there's someone i know who will remain nameless who's another syndicated talk show host who is always worried about what affiliates he has and what time slots he has and what somebody else is doing and who might be doing well who's up who's down and all that that can drive you crazy just do the best you can do at what you do and enjoy your life, and let that be it. And if other people feel like they got to do the whole brag thing, let them do it. But don't let it freak you out. Tracy's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Tracy. Hi, Clark. Tracy, how may I serve you today? The question of the day is, I've only been able to save into a 401k company match over the last three years and not old but i'm about to turn 50 and i'd like to know is it better to continue saving um with after tax money or before paycheck before the taxes are taken out of my paycheck so uh, you have that option with a retirement plan at work with a 401k you can do a Roth 401k or a regular 
I'm not sure what a Roth is, but I know I currently do not have a Roth. I've checked. Um, but there's a company match of 6%, so, of course, I jumped on that, plus I add an extra 4%. So I'm taking 10% after taxes in my check to put in there, and then, of course, they match 6 So I guess a total of 16% is going into my 401. That is fantastic. You need to be proud of yourself, Tracy. Oh, I am up to a point. Why only to a point? Because that's great that you're saving effectively 16% of your pay. Well, I am, but because I am, you know, I'm, I'd like to think I could retire one day, and I started so late, I didn't know if, there, if it would be better to switch it from after tax to before tax so that I could save even more, but then I understand I would have to pay, uh, I could possibly have to pay larger amounts of taxes when sure. I go to pull it out. Right. So what happens is right now what happens is the 10% you're putting in is post-tax money, as best you know, right? It's already been taxed. Oh, yes. So my, that my will... check is taxed and then they take it out. Yeah, so that will never be taxed again. So you are in what's known as a Roth 401k, but the 6% company match is a pre-tax thing. So when you retire, that portion will be taxed. Mm. So I love what you're doing. You're doing a mix of the two, and I think that's perfect. Oh, that's wonderful news. And what I would suggest, because what you're indicating to me is there were lots of years you weren't really into the retirement savings thing. Uh, there was just absolutely no way. Okay. And so I'd like you to do a, uh, try something for me. Okay. I'd like you to raise the 10% to 11. Okay. Raise it 1%. Okay. And give it some months. And if it really has messed up your lifestyle, go back to 10 <laughs> That's not going to be a problem. I don't have a lifestyle. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, don't pick on yourself. So, so if you go from ten to eleven, half a year from now, you've noticed no change in your lifestyle. Everything's great. Uh-huh. Then I want you right about Christmas time. I want you to step it up another percent. Okay. And go to twelve. Okay. And then a year from right now, if you're doing okay and you're handling twelve okay, I want you to go to thirteen. In other words, every six months, I want you to check in with yourself, okay. see if you've been able to have have your lifestyle handle and your expenses handle going up just that one cent of each dollar, and keep doing it till you can't do it anymore. Okay, I have, well, it's kind of tied into this one question. I have two jobs, and I think the other one does a company match. And I don't know that I, I don't feel that I would be able to put a lot in there. Should I can try to do the 1% at a time with the current 401k, or should I try to take it out of my other paycheck and have uh, a match on that, if, if that's in fact true to my memory? That they wow, if that. you can do that, that would be fantastic. So do the, if I can, with the match, do the 1% each time with that check. Yeah, and pick okay. up their free money. Okay. Yeah, I love that. Uh, over the last six to eight months, I've been having $25 a week taken out of my checking 
um, out of my paycheck to put in my savings. So I have a teensy amount in there, so I'm pretty proud of that, too. That way I have some cash on hand for these emergencies. Um, would you say I should still continue to do that or try to bump that up, too? No, I'm fine with that because I really want your emphasis to be on retirement cash. Okay, I appreciate you taking the time to help me with that. That clarifies a lot. Sure, and this curveball you have of being so industrious that you're working at two jobs and both have a 401k, wow, if you can get to 6% at that second job of your pay saved and pick up their free 6%, what a combo meal deal you've put together for your retirement. Love it. Paulette is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Paulette. Hello, Clark. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for taking the call. My pleasure. How may I serve you? Well, I'm a senior citizen and um, we're shopping around for car insurance and with a combination of house also. Uh, when I would talk with the uh, car people, they were asking me if I had taken a, a course for upgrading your, you know, your knowledge of driving and that type of thing and all. I had not. I had not heard of it. So I contacted the Department of uh, Motor Vehicles, and on there, they did not have one for the state of Georgia. They had all the other states, and you go to that state, and they tell you, the, you know, where you order, order the classes and so on. But they said that anybody who is interested in taking that, do not take one that is less than six hours. Okay, let me tell you the six-hour threshold. This is true in a number of states. Is a number of states now have a discount that you that's mandated by state law on auto insurance if you take a driver safety course. Yeah. And in most states that have a trigger like that, the course will have a curriculum to it that must be six hours, right. generally as classroom instruction. And there's a clearinghouse group called the National Safety Council that I don't okay. know if that's familiar to you. I haven't found that one yet, no. So if you go to NSC for National Safety Council, mm-hmm. org. Okay. They've got, right at the top, they have an on-the-road button. Okay. And down below, there's a state defensive driving course button, and you can find out about the courses, what's required in the state you live in for a defensive driving course, and who offers one that is recognized as a uh, state-certified course. Right. And there are, let me see how many states... Right on this front list, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12 states have a system where you can immediately see. There's also an online course that AARP offers that I think is $20. And you can ask your insurance company who they recommend for a state-certified driver safety program. This is a great thing in a number of states... If you get a ticket, you can get the points from your ticket removed from your record if you take one of these six-hour courses. So there are any of a number of reasons. You're talking about saving money on your auto insurance, and that's perspective because you can do it just by taking the course. 
you get the discount, and in many states, once you've taken the course, the discount is in effect for, I think, three years. And then, on the other hand, if you get in trouble for something, like the lights come on behind you and you get a ticket for something, you may be able to avoid a lot of hassle. It may be higher rates by taking a course at that point. So either way, when nothing bad's going on or when something bad does happen, taking one of the courses could help. So Paulette, again, go to nsc, for nationalsafetycouncil.org, and you'll immediately see the information right when the screen pops up on state-certified driver safety courses. And Joel... I think we have time for an Ask Clark here. Yeah, Clark Florin wrote in and says, I have two cash reward credit cards, one business and one personal. Over the last two to three years, I got almost $5,000 worth of money cash back from these credit cards. Uh, Is this money taxable? It is not taxable. And that's something I remember came up years ago that there was a proposal, and I don't remember if it's U.S. House or U.S. Senate, to tax points that people earned and there was an uproar and the congress realized really quickly do not mess with either people's rewards on a credit card or frequent flyer miles either one because if you mess with them they're going to mess with you at the next election cycle so that is your money to keep and i've never heard anything other than that so I'm keeping my money. <laughs> you should, too. Hi, Matthew, and I'd like to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show. How you doing, Matthew? I'm doing great, Clark. Good to talk to you. Well, good to have you here, and you have a question about rearranging your debts. Tell me. Well, I have about $20,000 in debt, or at least I used to, and I was able to take advantage of a 0% interest, zero transfer fee promotional card to get rid of about half of it. Doesn't and that feel it- great? It does. It was great, and I'd like to do it again. But unfortunately, there doesn't seem to be any other offers out there that I can take advantage of. Go to creditcardtuneup.com. Let me repeat that, creditcardtuneup.com. Put in your balance and see if they have a balance transfer offer that would be superior. All right. I'll do that. And congratulations on being halfway home to being credit card debt-free. I can tell if you made it that far... You're going to make it all of the way. Thanks for listening to the Clark Howard Podcast. Download new episodes every Monday through Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Here's an interesting fact for you. There are nearly one million new books published in the U.S. alone every year. One million. So if you like to read, how do you choose what you're going to read? Well, that's where Fully Booked by Kirkus Reviews comes in. You see, Kirkus has been one of the top book review publications for over 80 years. They do a deep dive on thousands of titles every year, including interviewing best-selling authors and telling you what might be the hot new release before everyone else knows. So figure out what your next read is going to be. Download Fully Booked right now on the Podcast One app at Apple Podcasts or at PodcastOne.com. This podcast is brought to you by Braintree. Having an up-to-date payment system is one of those things, like a rattle in your engine, that you might just let slide to the bottom of the to-do list. You know, everything's working now, so you'll get to it when you get to it. But that's not necessarily a practical strategy. Leave it too long, and you could be stranded on the side of the highway. And when we're talking about getting paid... 
you don't want to get stranded. It might not be a bad time to check in with Braintree and keep your business humming. Braintree, rethink payments. Find out more at braintreepayments.com slash Forbes. What we're learning about the Manchester bomber. I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute. The father of the alleged Manchester suicide bomber says his son didn't do it. We don't believe in killing innocents, he told the AP. But the father reportedly was a member of an al-Qaeda-backed group in Libya years ago. That, according to a former Libyan security official. Meanwhile, police have carried out raids on a block of apartments in Manchester. Witnesses say they heard explosions. Alan Kinsey was a neighbor of the alleged bomber. The actual family that had been there, I'd, I'd never really come across them yeah. in bad ways. It was always, even when I said hello, they never seemed to speak back to you. It was just like kept themselves to themselves, and that was about it. The British putting more military troops on the streets now as police say it's clear this is a network they're investigating. President Trump has arrived in Brussels for NATO meetings after a visit this morning with the Pope at the Vatican. I'm Rita Foley.